In a previous role that I had, I found myself in a similar situation to Andrew where there wasn't enough hours in the day to do the work that was required of me. And even though I had budget and I would have multiple consultants working for me, I'd still be getting calls all the time, people asking for things that I just could not keep up with. And so I was challenged by the Lord to, one, throw off stress, refuse permission for stress to be anywhere near my life. I'm not going to accept that. But the other thing was to add faith to the workload. So say, Lord, I can't possibly get done everything I need to do in this job. I trust you to sort it out for me. And it's amazing how often I turn up to work having not done one thing because I couldn't get to it, and you get a call. By the way, cancel that thing we asked you to do. We've changed plans. That would happen to me every single week. Something would shift, move, because I put my faith in him. So, Andrew, you're going to see your work situation change because you're putting your faith in him, letting him sort it out. A few years back, there was a big storm, and when I got home, we have this African tulip tree in the backyard. I don't know if you know of those. If you have one, cut it down, get rid of it. It dropped a whole canopy of branches in this one big storm, and I couldn't even believe that much stuff was up there, but now it was down here. And it was over the back neighbor's fence. It was everywhere. I don't have a chainsaw. I have a handsaw. And I knew I had to get in the proper, the proper tree cutters. But anyways, get into it, chuck the stuff over my fence, get it all in one big pile, get them in. They cut that thing down. They stump ground thing. It was nothing, put poison on it. We got them to take out a few other trees too. But within no time, it was back. It was back like all these suckers. So having conversation with Alistair, he provided me with some special poison, blue gel, cut it, put it on there. You think it was done? More suckers. And every time we go down there, there seems to be new weeds or different weeds. We might need a weed evaluation, Alistair. I didn't plant those weeds. I didn't plant a lot of the stuff down there. We want to change that whole area and make it great. And for that to happen, we have to show intent. We have to keep poisoning those weeds, digging them out, pulling out the bricks, pulling out the concrete that someone dumped there before me. But we have to put intent. And that's kind of like our lists, that without them, things in our life will spring up like weeds that we never planted. But when we show intent and say, Lord, I want you to do this, or I need you to do this, or you're the only one who can do this, we begin allowing him to be the gardener that he is in changing our lives and making them fruitful. And it's kind of like that in our hearts. That like last week, a word comes, or when we open our word every day, the Lord is giving us words. It's a good seed. It will bear fruit in our life. However, there are things that go on in our life that try to fight the fruitfulness of that word. Things that are trying to grow, things that are trying to take root, take the nutrients in our heart. There's only so much room there. And it reminds me what the Lord said of the parable of the sower. 
He talked about the different kinds of soil. I just wanted to highlight those last two. In Luke 8, 14 and 15, he said, And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by cares, riches, pleasures, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold fast, and in an honest and good heart, bear fruit with patience, time. And Jesus spoke of that last soil, the good soil, that's the one that produces a hundredfold. In writing our list, in believing the Lord, in being people of faith, just like when the word comes to us, there's potential that there are things in our life like cares or pleasures or riches that will try and hinder or stifle that work. And it's in our hands to walk with the Lord and allow him to pull those things out so that we can be fruitful. Faith is similar to that example he gave of the word. And four times in Matthew, Jesus addressed his disciples as you of little faith. But what's interesting is in saying that, he actually identified something else that caused them to be little faith. So we'll move through these promptly. The first one in Matthew 6, 25 to 33. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So right now, you may not be anxious, but you don't know at what point sometimes things come up that may cause you to be anxious. But the thing is to remember that in the life of faith, in believing God, in your list, that we do not accept anxiety as our lot. We throw it off. We don't need to be worried or consumed about our own needs or focused on our lack, looking at what isn't. Instead, we look at him. We seek his righteousness. We get into prayer. We get into the prayer meeting and put our eyes on him. Anxiety. Another area where the Lord said, you a little faith, was fear. And fear 
is something we resist. In Matthew 8, 23 and 27, he got into the boat and his disciples followed him and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. Fear. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, what sort of man is this? Can you imagine being in the storm? Who's been on a boat on a windy day or a stormy day? Well, this was a great storm. Wind swept, the waves pushing against, which means they had reason to fear. The fear was real, the waves were real, the wind on their face was real. And yet he said, why are you afraid? So if things pop up in life through this year and fears arise, the challenge for us is to know that no matter what we think or see the Lord doing, he is with us. We have no reason to fear. The next one, doubt. Matthew 14, 28 to 33. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come out onto the ocean, to walk on water like you. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on water, came to Jesus. But when he started looking at the wind and the water, Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him and said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt so it's not always the size of our faith. Sometimes there are other things at work in our life that hinder our faith. Like fear, like anxiety, like doubt in this. But we don't have to allow these things to grow in the garden of our hearts any more than they need to. They can be rooted out. Peter walked on water. And the last one in Matthew 16, Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. And they said, is it because we don't have bread? And he said, it's not about bread. You know the miracles and how much bread was left over. And we fed the 4,000 and the 5,000. It's about leaven. So the challenge also is to remember what he has said to us it's also a challenge to have understanding, to understand what he says to us. We're going to see the Lord do things in our lives this year. And he wants to encourage you today that no matter what you're feeling now, that anxiety, that fear, that doubt don't have a place in the life of a believing Christian. There's another one that when Jesus went to his hometown, he could only heal a few sick because of their lack of faith. It's said that they took offense at him because he was the carpenter's son. He was Joseph's son. They knew him. They were familiar with him. Now, the challenge for us is in writing your list, 
ensure that today you have not taken offence at the Lord. It's possible for some of us that maybe in your mind he has not done what you think he should have done and it's up to you to renounce that offence and let it go so as for him to hear your prayer and meet your need. Two scriptures to finish with today. You would have heard, so faith comes from hearing. It's Romans 10, 17. Just listen carefully. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Not just hearing the word, but hearing through. And I wanted to balance that with John 15, which Uncle John shared last week. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. When we believe God, in all those situations, the disciples let what they saw cause them to feel something. Whether it was anxiety, or fear, or doubt. But the challenge for us is to hear by the word of the Lord. So when something comes up, it's like, it's like saying we walk by faith and not by sight. That when we see it here, it doesn't change what we feel here. So as we're believing for these things to happen, and it's taking longer than you think, you're not moved. Because your faith comes from hearing the word of the Lord and abiding in him and his words in you, you will bear fruit. Because you'll, you'll be moved by his account of the situation, not your own, not the situation itself. But the worship team come back If perhaps today anxiety or fear or doubt is something that you have struggled with or offence at the Lord or offence at your brother or sister, then in this moment now, we're going to bring that to the Lord and ask him to take it away. Lord, thank you that you know our frame and I thank you for the power of Christ to change our hearts and on behalf of us all if perhaps fear or doubt or anxiety or offence is in our heart would you cleanse them would you forgive us and Lord we look to you and thank you 
for the forgiveness of our sins and that you would crown this year with power and life and grace and blessing. The faith, Lord, would you increase our faith? You said anything is possible to him who believes. And help us, Lord, to write on our lists and to hold on to big things that are only possible for you to do. Lord, we will not shy away. We will pray the prayers like Janine's being encouraged to pray. We will believe for our families to be whole. And Lord, thank you that it's not just that we will believe, but our eyes will see the salvation of our God. I thank you that families in this church will receive car upgrades, home upgrades, blessings and graces will flood the hearts of many people because you're a good God and you know our needs. And we have no reason to fear, to doubt or to not trust you. Holy Father, on behalf of us all, we put our faith in God and trust you that this year would be our most fruitful, that this year would be the greatest we have seen. Thank you, Lord. Salvations for our friends and family. Thank you for this building full. Thank you for baptisms. Thank you, Lord, for healings. And right now, if you have a need in the body, would you raise your hand? Let's believe the Lord. Father in heaven, it is you spoken of in Psalm 103 that you would forgive us all of our sins and heal us from all of our diseases, iniquities. By your stripes, we are healed. And we refuse to accept sickness and infirmity and instead receive divine health from the hand of the Lord. And I release it in Jesus' name. Health, wholeness, vitality, youthfulness. Renew our youth and heal our bodies. I thank you, Lord. Health is your name. Healing is your name. Yahweh Rapha, the God who heals. It is who you are. You desire none to perish and you desire none to be sick. You knew that those 10 lepers, only one would turn back and say, thank you. You healed them all. Thank you, Lord. Healing power, flood our hearts. That verse in John 15 is such an invitation from the Father to us. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. There's no limit. There's no limit. And it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. You're all being given an invitation to be fruitful and believe God this year. The worship team will lead us in a sec. I'm just going to read through quickly a few scriptures that if you are looking for a promise, one of these might stand out for you. Put it on your list. Mark 9, 23, anything is possible to him who believes. 
Luke 24, 45, He opened their mind to understand the Scriptures. Luke 11, 13, How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Psalm 103, as I mentioned, Remember the Lord and all His benefits. He forgives and He heals. Psalm 86, 11, Give me a united heart to fear your name. Psalm 51, 10, Create in me a clean heart. Psalm 86, 11, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Two more, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll make straight your paths. And Colossians 1:10. Bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. The team will lead us, will worship. I encourage you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you.